So commitment is the very first thing that needs to happen. In my mind, kind of the very basic level of conscious entrepreneur is committed to personal growth. Am I committed to my personal growth? Do I know that everything I do, every dollar or hour I put into myself is going to have a huge impact and benefit for me? Alex, welcome to the Get In The Mode podcast. Hey, great, David. Thanks. Glad to be back here. That's right. You're back. Alex is one of those extraordinary people that we'd like to come back again and again and again. I really enjoyed the summit last time. In fact, we've had a couple of your speakers in our podcast as well. I enjoyed the conversation. So great people. So you're tying things together then. That's right. Yeah. So our audience should check out the back episodes to see some of the speakers that have showed up at the summit. We'll talk more about the summit later. But first, you're a big proponent of conscious entrepreneurship. I want to first explore what that means to you. To me, Consciousness is a big thing. I'm curious what you're thinking about. How would you expand conscious entrepreneurship? Okay, sure. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, and I would say that I am working on the conscious part. I'm much more in the entrepreneur part already. And to me, the interesting thing about conscious entrepreneur is, can I witness the whole thing happening? Can I participate in being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. as opposed to having that part of me be asleep well, I'm just going through, you know, yeah. doing things. So mm -hmm. consciousness for me is about witnessing and understanding where am I in the world, what's happening all around me, mm -hmm. feeling all the feelings, having the experience and making that an integral part of being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. of that journey. You know, it's so easy for us just to go into automatic mode yeah. and just run off and go do something. And entrepreneurship, as you know, is a journey full of ups and downs and in and, and outs and like lots of stuff going on for mm -hmm. people. And in my work, so I've been an entrepreneur. I've also been a mentor and a guide to a lot of people who are going through this journey as well. Mm -hmm. I know how tough it is on people. And if you're not aware, if you're not able to respond in the moment to things as they're happening, it just kind of builds up and gets worse over time. Yeah. And so the whole idea behind conscious entrepreneurship is can I understand where I am at any given time? And then as things are happening, like provide an effective response to it. Got it. Okay. Then like get out of my own way. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the early stages of my journey of the so-called entrepreneurship, where I totally bought into the Gary Vee style hustle kind of a culture. It's sometimes, you know, I'm going to outwork everyone. My efforts are going to reward someday, you know, all those type of thinking. Yes, I'm not saying that's not important, but I also think knowing your place, and I love how you talked about witnessing where you are and kind of being, it's sort of like at a higher level of awareness, if you will. And, you know, what are you trying to do? Why are you doing what you're doing? All those things, getting a deeper sense understanding of that makes your effort, even if you're trying to outwork someone, make it more meaningful, make it more invigorating, inspiring. You understand your motivations better, I think. Well, first of all, let me just say, and hustle culture is so toxic in the entrepreneur because we're sort of ingrained with this idea that like, 
you got to work harder. You got to work a hundred hours a week. You got to always be pitching and doing this and working like crazy. And this is true no matter what kind of business you have, yeah. right? You could have a tech business, a service business, some small thing, whatever, yeah. big thing, doesn't matter. Hustle culture is killing people. And so yeah. everyone's burned out. You know, they've had it up to here with everything. And by the way, like when yeah. this sort of thing happens, when you get burnt out, and I've lived through this, mm. when you get hit with burnout, it's like depression. It's mm. like nothing matters anymore. Mm -hmm. And so guess what? Your business suffers mm. because you're not paying as much attention to it. Your relationships suffer because you're not paying attention to them. So all of your interactions with whoever it is, your spouse, your business yeah. partner, your customers, your team, your children, all that sort of thing are on the line when you yeah. hit burnout. So yeah. people will think, well, as long as I'm out there yeah. busting my ass, it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, yeah. actually, there's repercussions all um, over the place totally. for not getting this right. And you can get really easy to get sucked into this yeah. trap that like, I got to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And there's misery at the end of that line. Yeah. There's no good at the end of that line. That's exactly right. Since you kind of said you've been through it, I'm curious what was the indicator for you that you felt like maybe your Batman origin story, so to speak, like, you know, hey, I've hit rock bottom, yeah. I need to make a change. Walk us through that journey. What was that about? I'll just share that, you know, when I experienced burnout, it was not very long ago. Yeah. Okay. This was like a year ago, within the last year. What happened to me was burnout has a number of different symptoms. And by the way, there's a great book that I read by Jim Young called Expansive Intimacy. Okay. And that's a book about burnout and specifically okay. how men deal with burnout. Okay. And it's a great example. And, and a lot of it was parallel to my story. So mm -hmm. a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that burnout is simply exhaustion. Hey, you're tired. You need to go sit on the beach for a week or you need to yeah. sleep more, whatever. And that's not it. Burnout often is a disconnect mm -hmm. between your soul or what you think you want to be mm -hmm. doing and mm -hmm. what you're actually doing in your life. And it creates stress and tension because mm -hmm. part of you wants to be over here and then your life is over yeah. here. And there's this constant stress mm -hmm. that wears you down. And the way that it manifests for me would is it manifested in just like the level of things I was caring about went down. So like I felt depersonalized is yeah. the word for this, mm -hmm. right? Like everything just seemed kind of far away if you will. And I wasn't in it and I didn't feel kind of enthusiastic and I just felt really apathetic, yeah. if you will. And so I was lucky enough to find out about this Jim Young's book. It really helped me because here's what happened. So a lot of men in particular, mm -hmm. when we have burnout, we feel shame. Okay. Because, hey, I'm supposed to keep going. I'm supposed to be rolling yeah. with this, right? Yeah, yeah. And the shame is, oh, uh, there's that voice in my head that's telling me all these things and I'm not doing it. And therefore I feel ashamed about that. Right. So we feel shame when we have burnout. Yeah. And one of the tricks around to deal with that is, of course, you got to look after yourself and do all basic maintenance and hygiene. But learning how to talk about what's going on for you is really important. And so for me, starting to open up to people and be like, hey, this is happening to me. It's rough. It's I'm not enjoying myself anymore. Just opening myself up on these topics like really helped, for me at least, to get over it. It's a process. So you got to yeah. keep working on it. But so many men instead will just like internalize it, close down yeah. all that typical behavior yeah. Yeah. as opposed to like Jim Young says, like expansive intimacy and really talking about it. I should definitely check out that book. I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of like, am I lacking determination? You experience burnout. That's a question 
I used to ask myself, like, as an entrepreneur, shouldn't you have the determination to persevere through this thing? And it's such a conundrum of feelings of like, you really don't know what you're doing. And you don't know what the answer is a lot of the time. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like, well, should I stay or should I go? Yeah, exactly. There's a great concept. I'll share another one with uh-huh. you, which is the concept of zone of genius, right? So this is created by Gay Hendricks. He okay. wrote a book called The Big Leap. Zone of genius is a big deal in that. Gay Hendricks, by the way, is coming to speak at the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit in June. So the idea behind the zone of genius mm-hmm. is... Things that you are so specifically good at, that you love doing them, that work feels like play, yeah. that time slows down when you're doing that. You could yeah. do it forever, like without a break. So that's like the flip side of burnout, right? Like mm-hmm. burnout is I've got this disconnect between where I want to be, where my heart wants to be and where I'm spending yeah. my time. Zone of genius is like everything is coming together. The wind is at my back. You know, the universe is propelling me forward. And for entrepreneurs, when you can find that magic, right? It's like everything changes. That's why I love the concept of the zone of genius. Definitely sounds like a game changer. Yeah. I definitely want to check out those books. So we'll put those on the show notes. I know when we talked a little bit earlier before the show, I asked you like, hey, since the first Conscious Entrepreneur Summit, what have you learned? What have you developed? You shared a little bit about the four pillars of conscious entrepreneurship. Sure. I'd love for you to share that with our audience. Okay. Okay. Sure. So, you know, just to give you some general background, about two years ago, I had this idea that said, well, I am an entrepreneur and I love personal growth and development. And I also enjoy putting together events for people. Even though I'm an introvert, I like putting together these sorts of things. Yeah. And so I did that. I find that surprising that you're saying you are an introvert. I'm an introvert, meaning my energy comes from inside when I'm with a large group of people, it can be tiring for me. I mean, I'm an introvert who understands that there's a lot of different roles to play and there's a lot of different ways to interact with the world. But yes, at the heart of it, I am. And so we did the very first Conscious Entrepreneur Summit last year in May and never. You were there. I mean, it was mind-blowing. I got so much feedback. People saying, I've never been to an event where there's nobody on their phones, nobody's on their laptops. Everybody's just paying attention to the speakers. Audience is so well-behaved. And it's because- That I can vouch for, guys. Yeah. You know, everybody was participating so much, engaged. It was probably one of the greatest conferences I've ever attended. So kudos to you for that. Sorry, dude. No, no, that's that's great. So part of it was because like we really hit a nerve with this idea of like the core concept of conscious entrepreneurship is what do I need to do inside Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm manifesting and creating the business that I want on the outside, but I need to do inner work first. And so we brought together, I mean, as you know, like all these amazing people and ideas and speakers and stuff together. And as we started to think about what we want the future of this organization to be and how we want this to emerge and what it can do in the world, you know, I started to be a lot more thoughtful about constructing like a foundation for conscious entrepreneurs. Mm. And so that's where these pillars of ideas come. And the main idea here is so many entrepreneurs have a big vision, big idea, and they want to run out and change the world right away and, you know, do something big and impactful which is fantastic. And you can only really get there. You're only going to have the impact you want if you do other stuff first. And primarily it starts with you. And so I created a construct of four pillars of conscious entrepreneurship. And the way it goes is the first one is myself, the conscious you, put it that way. Right. And this is about how I act, how I behave, my thoughts, Mm -hmm. how I talk to myself, 
how I show up in the world, my habits, all that sort of stuff. And the idea is anything I do for myself gives me so much value in return, right? Like just exponential impact out there. The primary thing that I need to think about at this stage is, am I willing to make the commitment? So commitment is the very first thing that needs to happen. In my mind, kind of the very basic level of conscious entrepreneur is committed to personal growth. Am I committed to my personal growth? Do I know that everything I do, every dollar or hour I put into myself is going to have a huge impact and benefit for me? So that's the first part. And so it's really, it's a personal journey sure. and you got to decide. And some people are there and some people are not there yet, right? And so part of the work that you do on this podcast is helping to move that conversation. That's part of what we're doing with the Senate, trying to move that conversation. So people say, all right, I'm committed. Yeah. I understand that personal growth is the way. So then the next point out of that is like, how do I operate as a leader? So it goes from me to a leader. And a leader is primarily a small group. It's a small group around me. So it could be family. It could be my team. But it's usually a smallish group of people. And it's how do I operate in this context? These are people who look to me for guidance and leadership. These are people who I spend a lot of time with. So we have a lot of shared interests and values and things like that. And here the behaviors are social interactions and what am I modeling for people? How do I communicate with them? How do I respond when things are happening out there in the world? You know, stuff like that. So the way that I think about this is, this is a journey of then manifesting what I've learned so far. So the first part is commitment, right? Yeah. The second part is manifest. So I'm bringing it to a slightly larger community. Not a huge community, a slightly right. larger community right yes. now. So we go from the conscious me or the conscious yeah. you, right, to conscious leader. That's pillars one and pillar two. Now, of course, in the entrepreneurship world, we all then want to start thinking about, well, what's the context of the company? So then we think about the conscious company. Now, there's a lot of stuff here, conscious capitalism, stakeholder capitalism. There's so many things that already exist. And those are all fantastic tools. We're not going to rewrite any of them, but we're just going to make use of what's yeah. out there. So the idea there is I am looking at the vision and purpose of my company, how this aligns with my personal values, the course and trajectory that we're on, how I manage my teams and the organization, all that sort of stuff goes into this concept of the conscious company. Mm. And this phase, so phase one is commitment, mm. phase two is manifest, phase three is really like implement. Yeah. So how do I make this work at scale? And yeah. at, at scale could be I've got a 20-person company or I've got a 200-person company or a 2,000-person company or even bigger. So it's just like, how are we making this work? What are the behaviors, the models, the expectations, the interactions, all that sort of stuff. And it's important that, you know, you got to get the foundation right. You can't just jump. You can't yeah. leapfrog anything. Of course. Right? And so then we get to kind of the bigger picture, like conscious world, right? Mm -hmm. Where, I mean, you started off this conversation. What's consciousness all about? You know, and this is where we get into a lot of people are trying to do things that improve the environment and improve race relations and worker rights and, you know, yeah. all the civil rights, all this sort of stuff that's out there in the world, yeah. right? All very, very, very yeah, positive yeah. for all of us. And that's a mission of inspiration. So we go from commitment to manifest, to implement, to then inspire. So that's the journey. And so many entrepreneurs, they want to start just by like, hey, I want to do the cool thing that's going to inspire the world. Well, great. 
Make sure we do our personal work first. Make sure we're yeah. working well with the team. Make sure that we're doing the stuff in our companies. And yeah. then, of course, we're going to bring this to the world. It's going to be inspiring. It's all going to work. Yeah. But we got to go through these different pillars, so to speak. Yeah. It's almost like you create the conscious you, then you become the conscious leader, right? And then you move on to kind of have a circle or a network of people that you're working with to create that conscious network. And then thereby, all of this together makes that conscious impact that you want to make on the larger scale. Correct. I think it's a great one. Like I remember reading somewhere from this mystic Meister Eckhart, the German mystic in the 14th mm. century. Like if you have a small inner world, your outer world will be like you kind of start thinking very low things like, oh, I just want to make money, you know, those type of yeah. things. Versus if your inner world is large and it's done the work, there is no way your outer world will be small. Like he almost kind of like makes this guarantee. It's so interesting. Like for me personally, it goes beyond entrepreneurship. Like for example, we we're talking about Meister Eckhart, who's a mystic, who just was lived a monastic life. You know, never ran a company or anything that's billion dollars, but still, you know, we still are talking. He's such a big influence on the spiritual realm. So I think going back to what you were saying earlier, like when you start with you, the conscious you, I think like that's foundational. And then you don't just end there. It just kind of permeates to other things, other stages that you're talking about. It starts with the choice, right? The choice is that I am is going to commit to this. And there you go. So from there, you can then sit back and you can say, are these things in alignment with my choice? Or are they out of alignment with my right. choice? You know, whatever it is. So that's why I say the commitment is the very first part of it. You know, what's funny is earlier, I think 10 years ago, we didn't even have this as a choice. It's like the awareness of entrepreneurship has been raised so to speak, like people like you, and there's people coming to these events and conferences and authors and speakers talking about these things. It's in the zeitgeist now. Earlier, it was all about like, if you read business books, it's all about optimization. You know, how can you make sure people are productive? Those type of things, right? You just can't escape it these days if you're an entrepreneur. You've probably seen this. I've seen this. Entrepreneurs who are outwardly successful, but yeah. you know, maybe they don't have good relationships or they have substance problems or alcohol problems or what have you. Absolutely. Their personal lives are a mess. Yeah. And like you can't optimize your way out of that. And so the theme, like the trend that's going on here is toward whole person living. Yeah. Right? So yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I have all these other roles that I play in my life, right? As yeah, do yeah. you. So it's like great. My work is a part of that. And being aware and conscious mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, guess what? Helps me everywhere else too. Yeah. Now, all you biohackers out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you are talking about optimizing yourself. I do a little bit of biohacking, but I think I also want to keep that in check where that doesn't become like there are some, you know, boot camps of biohacking where you kind of stay awake do certain things to stay awake for like 48 hours and things like that. And you think about strategies for your business and things like that. Like that to me is on the other side of the spectrum, a little bit of extreme as well. Like I think a little bit of biohacking for your own good is good. But you do meditation. Yes. Right. So that's an incredible time. I've started that this year. So oh, yeah. 
Last year was my workout year. This year is my meditation year. So I've right. added that to my... It's such a powerful tool. You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. doesn't take a lot of energy. Great way to refresh, reboot. Yeah. Kind of get some reflection on the day. Yeah. Now, we talked about the stages. We talked about the journey. We're going to take a quick break to hear some testimonials from your summit. The Conscious Entrepreneur Summit has been a great experience. Tons of learning. And I love the energy of the room. I love the energy of the audience and the content has been spot on. Taking other people's perspectives, the connections that I've made, things I've learned, and then just going out and applying it into my life, into my business. And I have an abundance of those leaving here. I'm so glad that I'm part of this. I think that Conscious Entrepreneur Summit is a really great opportunity for people that are looking to get into that workspace but also trying to be more conscious of how they are presented in Lido. It's just made me look at being an entrepreneur in a totally different life. It's refreshing that we're focusing on things and the struggles that founders and entrepreneurs have, as opposed to the typical business things that, you know, we're typically dealing with learnings about entrepreneurship. As a founder, I spent so much of my time operating my company, and this was really a conference to really allow me to figure out and focus on operating me. All right, welcome back. So we're talking about the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit now. Alex, tell us how you came up with this idea for this summit. I know you kind of alluded to this, hey, I wanted to be around these type of folks. It started there. But why did you want to put together an event of this scale? Like now this is your second year. Curious to hear your thoughts. There's a couple of sort of parallel streams to how this came about. The first is, so, you know, and probably a lot of your audience knows Techstars, which is a well-known accelerator based here in, in Boulder, Colorado. And so several years ago, I went through Techstars as a participant and it's a big deal. I mean, yeah, it's one of these things of where like, you know, you got to apply and there's a lot of people who apply, very small yeah. number get in. So it's generally considered like a big thing. And I was going through Techstars and I came home one night, one evening, and I was, whatever, sitting at the couch or the kitchen table, where I was yeah. sitting. And my wife looks over at me and she goes, you're in Techstars. You're supposed to be at the pinnacle of your entrepreneur experience. <laughs> you've accomplished, you've done this. And I've never seen you more miserable in my entire life. What's wrong with you? Is basically what she was saying. And she was right, because I was spending all my time every day just like comparing myself to everybody else. I was all twisted up in a knot. I was worried about all these things. I was picking everything super personally. You know, now I know better than you have to, right? So I was doing all that stuff. And she was right. I was like, Miserable. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, why is this happening? I'm supposed to be feeling great instead of miserable. So her kind of encouragement, right? Her boost to me was like, yeah. it was hitting me on the head. But it was yeah. like, hey, you know, go out there and snap out of it if you got it. Yeah. And so that was one thing. But the other one was that I also then, you know, not only have I built my own company as an entrepreneur, but also work as a mentor with entrepreneurs. And I've mentored probably on 20 or 30 companies, something yeah. like that, yeah. well, you know, a decent amount. And so many people come to me and they think they want to talk about, their go-to-market strategy yeah. or fundraising or hiring or whatever it is, really what they want to talk about is how do I start to feel better inside? <laughs> I'm scared so or I don't feel great so in here, true. you know? And so once I realized that, oh, wow, I'm not the only one who wants. feels like this. Everybody else feels like this too. I was like, okay. I mean, that was basically the inspiration for God putting this together. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, you know, they're always like, oh, we need more of this in the world. And, yeah. you know, it's so helpful and so on. So, but it was really recognizing that 
entrepreneurs are great at putting on an external face. Mm. And we do that because it's what we do is so hard, right? So difficult, it takes so much internal resource. We get rejected all the time, but in sales and financing and hiring, whatever, all the time. So we put on a very strong exterior, a very positive face. And on the inside, a lot of entrepreneurs are separate. And recognizing that, you know, I said, hey, I've learned something. I don't have all the answers, of course, but I've learned some things that have been helpful to me along my journey. And yeah. if they're helpful to me, there's a decent chance they're going to be helpful yeah. to other people. And so that's the inspiration. And so this year we're doing it in Boulder, Colorado, actually just up the street from here at the university on June 7th and 8th, where I have a couple hundred people. Was it two days last year? It was two days last oh, year. Right. Also, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was two days. So two days seems to be the right amount of time because yeah. you can get in there, you can build a good community with that's folks right. and so on. Yeah. You know, one day events can be great for like a content dump, yeah. but you don't build the community necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the two days and I'm really picky about speakers and the content yes. and all this stuff. Like, this is a very highly curated event. And so I basically spent everything since last year, like putting together this one. And so we've got some amazing people who are coming and they span from entrepreneurs who have built their own companies and implemented in a certain way yeah. to like well-known authors and well-known coaches. And so, you know, there's people that you and, and your audience might be familiar with. So Keith Ferrazzi, who wrote Never Eat Alone, is like a big oh, yeah. coach. He's a very well-known coach and advisor and author. So mm -hmm. super psyched to have him on. Yeah. Liz Fosley. Now, you may not know that name, but for sure you've seen her work. So she does a lot of stuff. It's really cool about emotions at work. And she's mm -hmm. an illustrator. So she okay. takes complex things and she makes these great, very simple and like super impactful drawings. So people will like her a lot. And then does she have a book or? She has a book. She has a also a really cool calendar. Okay. Like, you know, kind of thing. So we can look her up. Her website is boslin.com. Okay. F-O-S-S-L-I-E-N.com. Yeah. Definitely put it in the show notes. So her stuff is great. And then Gay Hendricks, who I mentioned before. Of course. And so he's really considered kind of like almost the godfather, quote unquote, of conscious leadership. And he came up with the concept of the zone of genius. He's also been an entrepreneur himself. He's built and sold companies. So really just has a wealth of information to share. So yeah. you know, these are the kind of people that we bring. And what I want people to come away from the event with is like some ideas and tools and inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, for like, hey, here's how I can be, or here's things I can start doing, you know, personally. And it could be across any of those four pillars. So yeah. me or as a leader or in the company or in the world, like, I'm going to get some type of inspiration that I can go put to use. Yeah. At the moment, it's not like a track that you can follow for each. That's right. But you've structured it such a way based on those four yeah. foundations, those pillars that you talked about. Last year, Sri Kumar Rao. Sri Kumar Rao yep. was a big hit. As a speaker, is he speaking this year too or no? So let me tell the story this way. Sure. Okay. So when you put on an event like this, yeah. you know, there's always like the one thing that has to happen for everything else to happen. And last year, the first year I did this, there was one person that I really, really wanted to get to come speak, Sri Kumar Rao. And Sri Kumar Rao is maybe not a household name for everyone, but He's this tremendous human being. He's a coach. He's a professor. He's an author. I found him actually on Mind Valley. I don't know if you know that platform. Yeah. So I found him I've on heard of Mind Valley too. And like I just watched his entire program super fast, and I was super into it. He was the person that I wanted to have come and talk last nice. year because I learned so much yeah, from him, yeah, and yeah. I got like so much out of it. 
And so actually I was sitting at the Highland City Club in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And I found his email somewhere online. And I basically typed out an email and I was like, let's see what happens. Press send. You got a response. And I got a response in like an hour or something like that. Wow. And so he came out and he gave a talk yeah. about how closely linked your spiritual journey is with your business journey. And he's just such a wise person. And his talk was okay. amazing. So by far the most popular talk at the event last yeah. year. And this year, we decided to do something different. So okay. this year, what we're doing is he is offering a one-day coaching and mentoring program. No way. Yeah. The day before the event. Okay. So we still have the two-day conference. Okay. The day before, which is June the 6th, he's doing a one-day kind of like deep dive. Now, this is a guy who charges tons of money. He works with of super course. fancy executives all over the place. And he's like, hey, I love working with entrepreneurs. I love this vibe of conscious entrepreneurs. And he's coming out to do this with us. So it's not going to be quite one-on-one, -on -one, but it's going to be a pretty small group. And you're going to get tons of access to mm -hmm. him and his knowledge and his wisdom and like all of this stuff. So for people who are kind of a certain way along their journey, yeah. or they really want to go deep fast yeah. with someone like Sri Kumar Rao, who can take you there yeah. right, and get you results. It's going to be a fantastic program. He wants it to be very intimate. That's why we're counting it like it's small group, but it's going to be very, very high impact. That's awesome. So that's sort of like a separate. It's an add-on to the conference. Yeah. The conference ticket is going to cover the two-day event. And then this is optional add-on for people. Awesome. Now, I'm curious. You also mentioned that you had a lot of speakers come up. Like, what has been your criteria you know, like even for the podcast, I now earlier used to have anybody and now I'm more selective. Curious about your selection or criteria for the speakers at the summit. Yeah. I mean, I'm very picky about this mm -hmm. because entrepreneurs, we're all busy. We got a million things going on. Right. I don't want to have anything other than super high value, super high impact sessions. I'll tell you my number one criteria is have I benefited from learning got from it. this person? So part of it is I happen to have read a lot. You know, I'm a big reader. I've read yeah, a lot yeah. of these books. I've come across a lot of these concepts. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I know these people. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, yeah. Like I want to see what they can teach a, a bigger yeah. one. Yeah. So that's one, for example. And that's true of Liz Vosling's work. It's true of Gay Hendricks. It's true of Keith Brazi. Mm -hmm. All of them, I like, yeah. I benefited from myself. And so you know, that's number one. But number two, because obviously there's still a lot of people out there. It's how well aligned is this with the vision? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I really want to emphasize is. The word entrepreneur in conscious entrepreneur. What I mean by that is entrepreneurs love learning from other founders and CEOs. Yes. And so we have a lot of those who come and who share their journeys and they share what worked and they share what didn't work and so on. And so those people, I have a conversation with them. Hey, what's going on? Like, you know, learn from them. And if it's going to be universally applicable and they have a great style or great story to tell or experience to share, then, you know, those are the kind of people that we work with. You know, so I typically would say, you know, I'm looking for people who have significant experience in business and as entrepreneurs, right? Or like a point of view on the world that can be very helpful. Since you mentioned you, let's talk a little bit about some of your personal practices maybe our audience can learn from. What are some practices you have developed that has helped you become more the conscious you, the conscious entrepreneur you are? 
I mean, this is not an easy journey. There's not just kind of one step. There's no magic pill out there to help with this. And it takes time to. And it takes time. I've been doing this for a long time. So my number one go-to tool is meditate. So meditation is very important. Yeah. I meditate five or six days a week. And my meditations can range from 30 minutes to over an hour every day. I do it in the evening. So many people, a lot of people like to do it in the morning for me. I'm a get up and go yeah. sort of person. And in the evening when I'm winding down is when I like mm-hmm. to meditate. That's the one. And everybody says, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't know how I could sit still for that long, you know, so on and so forth. Reality is we can all do this. Everyone has time. Even if you're doing five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's yeah. all possible. So that's kind of number one. The second is, I mentioned before, the commitment to personal growth. So for me, it's probably my number one commitment in life mm-hmm. is my commitment to my own personal growth. And so, you know, my wife and I will do stuff like we'll go on weekend retreats yeah. and we'll go to conferences and we'll go, you know, have experiences where we get to meet people and learn from them. And I still do the Mind Valley videos and I still yeah. read probably 30 or 40 books a year and like all that kind of stuff. And so that's a big part of it as well is like constantly wanting to be curious. Mm-hmm. The third part is community. For me. And so, you know, I said before, when I've experienced burnout or things like that have happened in my life, you know, well, at least for me as a man, my natural instinct is to kind of like close in yeah. a little bit. Community, be it, you know, I've done entrepreneurial groups, I've done men's groups, mm-hmm. like those things yeah. just so helpful to talk. And like, because part of it is I talk and I learn about myself through talking. Oh, I didn't realize I was thinking that or feeling that or whatever. And so those are things that I do that okay. have been you know, magical for me. And it's a journey. And like, I certainly don't have all the answers, but what I do have is I have total 100% commitment to my own personal growth. I'm a newbie to meditation. Number one, I'm curious, do you use an app or do you follow someone? Do you go to a retreat, meditate? Like, how have you gotten into it? How long have you done it? Lots of questions there. (laughs) Okay, fine. We can talk about meditation. I did my very first meditation class in 2005 in Boulder, Colorado at the Shambhala Center, just down there on Pearl Street. And that was my very first exposure. It was like a weekend. It was a weekend class. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting, but it didn't really stick. So probably five or six years later with my wife, we got into a kind of built a new meditation habit. Okay. And this was very mystical. It was like, you know, all based on this Indian stuff, very mystical and, you know, whatnot. So we did that for a while. And I spent a lot of time in India. I spent months actually in India meditating and learning and studying. And more recently, I've been doing the meditations primarily of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. So maybe a name that your audience has heard of. He's pretty well known. Very, very interesting approach. And so it's not an app that I use, but I I listen to his. He's got recorded meditations. So I listen to those and they vary in length from about half an hour to about 90 minutes. Okay. And so you got to kind of choose which one you want to feel like every evening or whatever. But let me tell you what I like about his style. What I like about his style is he is so clear that you are the creator of your life. And so it's a very active mindset that he puts you. Got it. Right. Now, of course, the meditations are quite soothing and they're meant to be calming your mind and like resetting your nervous system and stuff like that. But his overall philosophy and his overall spirit Mm -hmm. is, hey, you're in charge here. Like nobody else is in charge. So you have the tools to go do. And I find that really inspiring and and uplifting. I like that a lot. Okay. And then the last piece was summer before last, I did a 10 day Vipassana silent meditation. 
that was just great. That was just 100% amazing. And everyone says, oh, I can't imagine sitting in silence for that long and meditating for 14 hours a day and so on. Truth is, yeah, it's hard. I think you have to work up to that. It's yeah, hard. I don't think I can It's so it. great. It is. I'm sure amazing. it is. I would definitely vouch for it once I get there. But yeah. I'm not there yet. Next year, man. Next, <laughs> Next year. Next year. <laughs> I might see you there. You know, I've been using Sam Harris's. It's interesting. Like, it's very contrasting, actually. I've been using Sam Harris's Waking Up app to meditate. And his approach to meditation is more about awareness and being like he uses mindfulness in a different way, I think. I don't know how much you know of him. Like he doesn't believe in free will, those type of things. So, you know, like how you talk about you being the creator of your world, he would almost say you don't have to. And he would say, again, I'm a newbie, so it's not a competing thing, but I'm just kind of, it's very interesting to hear the contrast I think the value is, it's kind of like, can you benefit from reading? It depends on what you read. It depends on, you know, I like reading literature and poems. Is there any value in reading a poem? And you come out like, now you can be this, like a different person, but you've enjoyed that moment of reading that poetry. Or you might read a self-help book or something, and then you come out a different person, you know? So long story short, Meditation does have value. That much I can tell just from the practice of it. It's not like I'm not looking for a biohack or a relaxation. Like, yes, that's a byproduct, but that's not why I'm doing it. Can you relate to that? Like, I can totally relate to that. So for me, it's almost a part of my physical routine. Yes. You know, like if I don't meditate for several days, like, I start to notice, and then my wife starts to notice, and then everybody else starts to notice. Right. Yeah. So it becomes part of you, so to yeah. speak, you know, and then you just kind of experience your own world in a different, much fuller way, I think. Well, everybody, Conscious Entrepreneurship Summit, check it out. We have discount codes in our show notes. Where can folks reach you? Your website, please share some Great. Yeah, no, awesome. So love to connect up. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. And the best place is consciousentrepreneur.us. So that's the site for the Conscious Entrepreneurship Summit. And you know, love to see everyone there. And we do have codes for the listeners of this podcast. Yes. Yeah, very definitely. cool. Alex, pleasure having All right, you. Man. Great to yeah. see you, David.